and welcome to the Hack Your Mindset podcast with me, Jenny Winterleach, the Mindset Hacker. So wherever you are today and whatever it is you're doing while you're listening to this, settle in and enjoy the ride. Hey everyone and welcome to another live with myself and we are joined by the lovely Karen this morning. Good morning, Karen. Morning, Jenny. How are you? Very well, thank you. Uh, thank you for joining us. So in the UK here, we're currently on lockdown. So actually, today couldn't have come at a better time because we wanted to talk about a topic that's really passionate to you, which is about positivity. And originally, we were going to talk about positivity and performance, and we may well cover that. But really, now we're going to just be talking about why positivity is this thing that's really, really important to us all. So Karen, just tell us a little bit about yourself and the kind of journey that you've had and what you do. and why this topic is something that you wanted to come on and and have a Q&A about. Okay, so um, I have my own horses at home. I'm very lucky. Um, that can be slightly more tricky in that you don't have people to bounce ideas off while you're there, which you have in the livery yard. Um, but it gives you the opportunity to do things when you want. Um, I've been lucky enough to keep my horses with my mom and in livery so um, understand all the foibles of having to adhere to rules. Um, I started off by training in my late teens to be an instructor um, and then went and did a job in an office and when I had my daughter I went back to instructing. Um, with my horses, I have dressage, show jumps, evented, and now primarily dressage um, and jump for fun and training to keep the horses interested in doing something else. I have two horses at home that I compete. Uh, one is an elementary, one medium, both working at a level higher than they're competing at. Um, had a very interesting time with a pair of them over the last few years. Um, injuries, being not quite right, having to really work hard at getting them back out again. Um, so positivity is something that I've really had to work hard at. Um, it's now part of my daily mantra. I bring that into all my training with all my clients who are absolutely amazing. And um, I've also trained to be a dressage judge. So this year I should have been doing my part three and hopefully been a list four judge, which would have enabled me to do elementary judging. Um, thanks to COVID, that's not happened. But um, we've been able to have some really good online Zoom training, which I don't think we would have had otherwise. So I suppose that's a bit about me. Currently dressaging with Jumping for Fun and training lots of people from grassroots level through to affiliated elementary. Awesome, thank you. Um, can I just ask one tiny favour? Is there any chance you can the camera fraction? Because our banner goes right across your eyes when you're talking to your own. There we go, people that should be helpful. So, tell us a little bit about why you are so passionate about the concept of positivity and what positivity means to you. So I suppose um, for me, positivity is, is thinking about the things that go right as well as those that go wrong. We're so quick to focus in life on what is bad or weak or isn't working or um, we haven't been placed today. We didn't bring a nice frilly ribbon home. We didn't get the points we wanted. Um 
blooming horse won't let me catch him to take him to a show, let alone clean, clean him up, things like that. Um, if we focus on the negative, the negative is going to be primarily in the forefront of our mind. If we think about why we're doing things and what we want from them um, and the things that could go right, I think you have more chance of things going right. And um, for me, over the last 18 months, um, thinking about just being able to ride my horse, even if I can't compete in, you know, it's, as we were discussing earlier, it's three years we've done four tests, all of which in the last six weeks. Um, if I really think back of, oh, I haven't been able to do anything with him for 18 months and it's taken me a year to get him fit, that would probably make me feel pretty fed up. Whereas I'm thinking now, you know what? He's working at home at a great level. Um, he's allowed me to ride him. He seems comfortable. And he's just a dude. So if I think of that, it enables me to plan to do things in the future. Whereas if I keep thinking about the fact that I couldn't ride him and that he's not right, then I'm not sure I'd be planning for the future and putting the steps in place to enable me to be where I want to be. And I think that's where even when things are going wrong, you've got to plan for what's going to happen when it's right. And then you're more likely to put enough steps in to enable you to actually achieve your goals. And I, I just think people don't necessarily think that way. Yeah, that's so true, and it's, it's really prevalent at the moment. So we're in a lockdown, and a lot of people can't do a lot of things. And so a lot of people are really focused on what they can't do, what they haven't got, what is difficult. You know, we were discussing earlier about whether or not trainers should train, and this is not going to be an ethical discussion right now in that respect. People have got to make their own choices. But it's a, it's a very difficult one, isn't it? Because in one way, we all want this to go away and for life to get back to normal. And in the same breath, we need to make a living and you know, we've got things to do. And horses, to some degree, still need to be mentally stimulated or exercised if they can't be turned out at this time of year. You know, and you were saying earlier that it's the most difficult time of year for a freshman to work winter. So how how are you, you know, what, what are your thoughts on all of that and, and how we can flip turn it so that we can be at the moment having some positivity okay so um i'm sure like everyone else you know we were discussing the fact that you know whether you keep your horses at home or not this is a very tough time of year we have very few daylight hours so we need to plan our day so that we can fit in those things that we really want and need to do for ourselves to be happy i mean we have our horses often they're not just com competition machines. They are our soulmate. They keep us sane. They make us happy. They give us an escape from the day-to-day -day daily grind. Um, I'm really lucky. I do what I love now. It's uh, I'm so lucky. I have a few people I train um, and get out, and we have lots of fun with our horses. Um, you know, in this time, we can't compete uh, and you know, if you're training, fine, be safe. And if your trainer's training with you, even better. I mean, all my guys are, are sending me videos. We're having fun. We've all got exercises to do. So create new things to do. Put some poles out. Make some shapes with them. You know, do things with your horses you wouldn't normally do. 
he'll do some groundwork with them on the long line, get them to follow you, stop, start, go sideways, things like that. Everything is a learning curve and just increase the things you're doing with your horse to build a better bond. And, and I think you can still ride, you can still train, you just need to be careful. And really that's the whole mantra of at the moment, be careful and be safe. Yeah, definitely. I love what you're saying there as well, because this was a real thing that I suddenly noticed I'd got dragged a little bit into because I had to do 14 or 30 days of isolation when we were in tier two and I could have been having some fun that then went to tier four that then went to lockdown. So I like, got dragged into the whole, oh, we can't do anything quite quickly. But of course, with tools and techniques, I know, put myself out. And one of the things was to think exactly what you just said there, which is, okay, so here's all the stuff I can't do. I'm fully aware of that. That, that. that is what it is. But actually, in the constraints of what we can do, and you know the constraints of what you can do with your horse, what, where can we get creative? Where can we have some fun? It's okay to have some fun as long as you're being safe and sensible with it. Where, what can we do to make something more interesting? Who can we connect it with? What can we learn more about? You know, how can you view the loss as an opportunity? So what would you say about the, because clearly you can do this, you've got this ability, whether you've learned it, whether it's naturally you, either it doesn't matter because people can learn to be more positive. It is a, a mindset skill. How, what is it that means that you can take away the focus from what you don't have and flip it onto what do I have and what can I do with that? What, how do you go about doing that? Oh, well, there's this very nice person called Jenny who helped me a little bit. Um, but I think for me, I, um, I look at what I want to achieve in life with my horses, everything I'm doing. I then try and put um, steps in place that will enable me to achieve that goal. Um, I try not to focus on what is going wrong, but how I can put that right. So um, I always used to be a little bit of a glass half empty. I'm never going to win. I'm not going to achieve this. And then I thought, hang on a minute. What do the pros do? What is their attitude when they're at shows? I spent quite a bit of time going and watching warm-ups and watching tests as part of my judge training. Um, I do lots of training for um, instructing so that I make sure all my professional development's up to date. And a lot of that talks about telling people what they're doing right as well as what they need to change to prevent things going wrong. And I think this is what we need to think about. We need to think about what we can do to prevent things going wrong. So it's putting those little safety nets in place, looking at what we want to achieve during that training session or whatever we're doing and saying, this is what I want to achieve. And these are the steps I'm going to need to go through to get to it. Now, obviously, if, if quite a few of those steps fail, we then need to change the way that we're doing things to enable us to get to what we want to do. We might not achieve it that day. We might need to park it and go to it another day. But you've got to think each time, have you made a step in the right direction? If you haven't, what prevented you from doing that? So can you change what you were doing that will help you get to where you want to be in a more positive way. Because with a horse, they don't think about um, 
oh, look, I've got to do a flying change today. They think about, oh, when's this session going to be over so that I can go and eat? That's their, their mantra. All they want to do is go and chill out in their stable or their field, and they want to have a nice time with their owner. So they try and do things that they think we want them to do. They don't know that they're doing wrong. So telling them off actually doesn't work. Sometimes it's better just to ignore them, go back and try again. And I think um, there's been quite a few people who said to me, you know, just don't tell it off. Just ignore it. Come back. Let's try it again. And, and it works so well in life. Everything you do, it's about planning and giving yourself lots of different ways to achieve what you want to so it's planning. It's it's really planning and having loads and loads of tools in your toolbox. Absolutely. I love that. So it is. It's about planning. And then lots of people will be going right now, well, very well telling us we've got a plan, but that's gone out the window. What now? But the piece you said there about having different tools in your toolbox is really key because the best laid plans will at some point have a diversion or change in some way. Always. And yet, if you've got either lots of options you can do within the contract of roughly where you're heading, so you can take a diversion, but it doesn't matter if it still gets you towards the route. Um, and there's lots of different lanes that you can take to get there. Um, and at the moment, I think a lot of people are restricted on what they can do. Not everyone's at school at home or can get to an arena or can hack out or whatever. So they're a bit restricted on what they can do. But that doesn't mean they shouldn't have a goal or plan to head to it. It just means they might need to pick another thing for a while and, and change what they're doing. So what are your thoughts on flexibility? Because that must be something that's really key to you. Flexibility, resourcefulness. Yeah, I think, um, I suppose for me, I've had to really change um, what I've been doing over the last year, like anybody else, you know, I had exams planned to upgrade. I had training planned, loads of face-to-face -face staff being able to go and watch eventers and dressage riders on demos. All of that was changed and, and cancelled or pushed out. You know, we've just heard that some competitions that we'd all hoped to qualify for possibly aren't going to go ahead. But you know what? Instead of thinking, right, OK, that's rubbish. What's the point? Actually, you know, the point is thinking now about what we can do to help us be more knowledgeable. Um, what tools are there out there? So we're so lucky now with technology. You know, there's YouTube, there's um Facebook, there's Instagram, there's Snapchat. Go watch what other people are doing. Watch some videos of the pros. What, what exercises are they doing? What are they doing with their horses? So many of them are putting things online now to help us all train. And so I've been, instead of being able to ride my horses at the level I was hoping to ride them at, because they can get a little bit um, up for it if I push too many buttons, and I don't want to put myself in hospital at the moment. That's not somewhere I want to be with all the COVID patients in there. So I'm being slightly more careful, but I'm varying my training. And I've been going online. I've been looking at different people's poll work. There's so many of those available now. I've been looking at different jump exercises. So even though my horses don't necessarily competitively jump, we do pop some small fences up and have a bit of fun. 
And that just gives them something else to look forward to. I've been doing loads of Zoom training. There's so much of it available on the BHS, British Dressage, um, just everywhere. And, and, you know, watching videos, looking at how people are riding, what are they doing, how's the horse going, is that the way I want mine to go? And just trying to learn a little bit more. While we can't get out there and compete, we can still watch other people's tests on YouTube and any other forum and watch how their tests went. Think about why it went like it did. Can you see what the rider did? Did the horse react to something outside those boards? Um, someone show jumping, how they came around the corner. Did they lose a pole because they didn't quite have enough jump in their canter? It's just lots of things like that. As you said about using the different lanes, we need to think now we aren't supposed to travel our horses. Sometimes we have to because it's the only way we can get to work them. Because as you say, some people can't hack from where they are. But if they can go three miles down the road, they're missing out that huge, great traffic on the main road, and they're safe, which is what everybody wants. But it is thinking very much about what we can do rather than what we can't do. What do we need to learn? How can we go about learning that at the moment? Because we can't go on our usual pathway. So it's finding out what you want to do and then working out a way that you can do it within the current guidelines. And that's that's just how I've been working. I'm sure lots of people have been doing it. Yeah, that's so true. And it's so lovely that actually um, so you might be, so you're a trainer and a rider, so you've got both perspectives basically there. And so as a trainer, you might not be able to go and train people, but what you can do is go, well, I'll use this time to increase my knowledge or increase my skills or to get my eye in by watching more people. Or, you know, you could probably watch far more people riding down for an hour watching youtube videos than you would do on a normal day because you're doing it online so you can you know train your eye and do stuff and then as a rider you may not be able to access your trainer they may not be able to get to you you may not be able to get to them but that doesn't mean that you can't stop training in other ways so you know how can you be resourceful about this how can you think about it differently and the thing that i can learn at the moment is that you don't know what you don't know so you, you don't know what information you're missing until you start to, to we call that unconscious unconscious. Until you start to learn and then you start to realize what you don't know, which is conscious then you start to realize how much more there is to learn. But you wouldn't know that until you started to explore it. So tell us more, because I know you have that concept and model of conscious competence, conscious incompetence, and, and the learning. Tell us more about how you see people learning, how you help them learn and develop, and how you use that sort of positivity element in creating better learning for people and helping them to learn more, even if they feel restricted. Okay, so I think some of the things I've been working with with a lot of the people um, that I teach and train is we've been doing quite a lot of videoing. So I bought one of those neat little gadgets, I can put my phone in and we can video parts of the lesson and then I can send that to them via WhatsApp or, or any of those channels. Um, and looking at how their horse is going, it's, quite a lot of them are saying, actually, you know what? It looks so much better than it feels. Um, and so using video, 
to to show yourself how it's looking because quite often we think oh god that's rubbish oh that's terrible oh that was so unbalanced but actually from the eye on the ground it doesn't look quite as bad as it feels I mean I don't I don't know if any of you remember what it was like that first time you sat on a horse and everything moved it's not like a bike where you just fall off or you don't with a horse every single muscle moves independently and it's such a weird feeling someone described it to me the other day a, a friend's child wanted to sit on a horse and this is pre our new lockdown so she came over and we popped her on and we walked up and she said oh my goodness I had no idea how wobbly it would feel and wobbly is such a great um, expression but you know we can use um, looking at how our horse is going and then looking on YouTube or any any of the arenas just google it look at um, introductory dressage and look at how some other people's horses are going at the level at which you're working look at what their scores are and think how would my score be? Where, where would be my great points in that test? And where are the other points that are a bit weaker? Um, can I use the good things to help me mitigate those things that are weaker? And just, you know, use your videos to help you learn and then compare them to other people. So have a look at, at where the good things are. That's going to help build your confidence on the things that you do well. Use technology to help you improve and learn. So look at what is good. Look at how things go well. Think, you know, I, so I was dead on the center line there. We were really straight. And oh, if I'd half halted one second before I turned, we would have had a better balanced turn. It's just little things like that where, you know, you just need to look at what is good and think about what would have made the way they went good. So using technology and and get your friends to video you if you're in the same yard you know you can keep your distance you can whatsapp the video to each other you don't even need to look at each other's phones or swap phones you know we have to think about how we can learn what can we do to help us learn in this current climate you know get one of those camera thingies that hold there were so many different versions of the cameras that hold your phone that track you you can buy those i know now is probably not the time to spend more money but if it helps you train you can then send those videos to your trainer they can have a look they can help you work on the things that need improvement and you know once you realize something isn't right as jenny says about conscious incompetence None of us really know what we don't know. It's about trying to learn more. It doesn't matter if you don't know how to ride a Grand Prix test, if you don't want to ride a Grand Prix test. You may want to know how to, but you might not get there because you may not have a horse that's able to. So think about what you do want to know and try and learn how to do the things that you want to do rather than thinking about the things that uh, way in the future you do need to know how to do those if that's where you want to be but you need to be able to ride at your level and the next level and maybe even one further so those are the things you need to learn to know and don't think about that Grand Prix into one PSG 
if that's not something that's within your remit at the moment. It's something you can learn as you get to it. So that's, I suppose for me, it's making sure you stay within the zone that you need to be in. Don't try and learn things that aren't absolutely necessary because you, you'll start to focus on things that are outside you and your horse's comfort zone, which then works against where you want to be and how you're going to get there. So this is all about thinking positively and using what you do need to know versus what you don't need to know, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely it does. It's brilliant. And in fact, um, one of the things that I love about what you were saying there got me thinking was that you might not be able to have your instructor for half an hour, five minutes an hour physically on site. But if they aren't coping with the one thing they probably have got is availability to watch with you to see you riding. And even if you can't necessarily feel yourself as you are now, but most ways you can you can possibly just even fix a fixed camera. You don't even have to have a tracking thing. You know, just put it in the corner of the school or something. Or like you say, you know, get a tripod is probably a bit cheaper than, 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 than the, the, the spinny thing and stuff like that. You know, there's yeah. always, always, always a solution to the problem if you're willing to think outside of it and not just stuck in the negativity. And this is where the positivity piece comes in, isn't it? It's about solution focus, being resourceful, thinking rather than thinking, what can't I do? Well, okay, I know what I can't do now, but what can I do? What can I change? What can I do? And if you sit down, I mean, one of the things I want to do with one of my instructors who sadly can't travel to me is we're going to sit and watch some videos of tests that I've done in the past or of where my body has changed over the years or even just look over the sheets if we haven't got the video and start to compile some information at this point in time, which I don't normally do, so I'm far too busy to do anything like that, you know, and look at are there any trends, are there any areas that consistently need improvement, are there any areas that actually need improvement, I haven't noticed because I haven't been tracking it properly, you know, that's the side of it. So you could perhaps take that time with your instructor to discuss where you're at, and they know you, they know, you know your clients well enough, don't need to sit there and say, okay, well, this is where you're at at the moment, I don't need to see you at this moment, I kind of know from the last time where we're at. And, and as an instructor, you've got more skills and knowledge about what they can do and where they can go, and that's where you can gain some of this information about what's missing or what needs to happen to be working on. Even without them seeing you riding, they can say, you need to be working on this, or you need to be doing that, or here's a simple or they could video themselves doing it and send it to you, for instance, to say, have a go at copying that. You know, what, what are your thoughts about how resourceful we can be in coming up with solutions and looking at the problems? So I suppose, I mean, I, I yesterday I was doing some of my joyful um, paperwork, so I had a whole batch of sheets, and I did exactly what you've just said. So I just had a look at Winnie and George's sheets and had a look at where I was losing marks. And, oh, look, both horses are losing marks in a very similar place. So is that my riding? And luckily, I was able to locate my videos from those tests. So I look back and actually they weren't the same things. Both horses did things very differently. So then I'm thinking, okay, that's something that I need to work on next time I'm in the arena. Now, I'm very lucky I have several trainers around me, a couple of which I've said, if I video things, can I send it to you? And can you just 
kind of taught me through how that's gone and how I can make that better. So um, like one of my horses sticks in his walk pirouettes, they're blooming awful things and, and they're really tricky to ride when something's a bit lazy behind. The other horse tends to back off me into that canter transition and doesn't stay forward down the long side with good flexion. So it's just looking at how that works. And, and you know, one of my trainers said, don't, don't even try for that. Just get the canter forward, thinking about keeping them straight so they're on two tracks and then prepare them and use the outside aids more to turn them. And then actually, lo and behold, get the walk more forward think about keeping him straighter so he's not falling out of the shoulder and oh look the walk pirouette was better so use technology once again to help you you know I've got a great client stroke friend who doesn't have a tripod doesn't have anyone there to video her so she props her phone on that big um part of the fencing so it's a corner post which has got a nice big square top so she can put something and prop her phone up against it she presses play and she sends me the bit she wants me to look at we then chat about how it's gone and what we can do to improve it so I think you've just got to use everything you have to try and help you so do look at those sheets do watch those videos have a look at what went right. Think, okay, that one went really well. So when I came around the corner to that one and I had a stop or I had a pole down or when I came around the corner to do a circle, what happened there? Why did the circle go wrong? And nine times out of ten, it's, it's what happened just before that will um, have an immediate impact on what actually didn't go as well as you'd hoped it did. So use those videos to help you learn. Go online. There are loads of videos online of how to. You can just type it in Google or YouTube or, or lots of places and just say how to ride a 10 meter circle, how to ride an elementary test. There are lots and lots of tutorials. Um, I think the pet plan guys did a whole load of how to ride the tests that were in the pet plan series. Um, and there's a whole load of training videos for jumping that lots and lots of people are putting on videos of pole work. Use those. They give you lots of exercises. And at the moment, we all need everything we can to try and learn so that we can put it into practice when we can get out there, when we can go to our trainer, we can hire arenas and go and use their poles and their super surfaces and just You've got to think outside the box right now. Some people are stuck at home. They can't even go and see their horses. So start to think about what you want to do with your horse when we aren't locked down. And then look at what things you can put in place. Have fun with your horse when you can do it. And get those things ready. Be ready to run as soon as we're allowed to. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the first lockdown, I couldn't see my horse for eight weeks because the, the yard that I was on at that time locked us out, like literally locked us out, locked the gate and everything. Um, and so, you know, yes, there was a lot of tantrums about the fact I couldn't see my horse and I couldn't see things with him. And it was hard. Of course, it was really hard. But at the same time, I thought, right, well, I couldn't have a tantrum for eight weeks, focus on everything I haven't got, or actually what, my, what, what is in my realm of control, 
world, my mind and my body are, so I can make the decision and make the choice to focus on what I can do. And I hit fitness schedule like you wouldn't believe. Um, so that actually, when I came out of it, at least I was fitter than when I went in. You know, and it's things like that. It's, it's, it's thinking, no matter what situation we are in, there is always something that we can do, that we can focus on. You know, we may not have the right kit or the right things, but, you know, um, a lot of people are saying, use, use the stuff you've got at home for fitness and things like that. You know, we're all, I think, what are we now, eight, nine months into knowing about lockdowns and understanding them a bit better, and people have become very clever and very resourceful and come up with great solutions to problems we never even thought we'd ever have. Um, and it's finding those, isn't it? Finding that information and using it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even something as simple as um, you're sat in front of the TV in the evening and you know one hand is weaker than the other. Well, go online, buy a couple of stress balls and sit in the evening and squeeze the stress balls. See if you can make the same feeling on each ball. Um, then you'll know that your hands are even when you're going back to riding. Do simple stretch exercises. You know, if you can't do the things you want to do, then try and do things to try and improve how you're going to be able to do them afterwards. I mean, I've, I've been doing Zumba, so I can't go to my usual Zumba class, which helps keep me a bit more flexible, a bit fitter. So I'm very lucky the person who runs it does it online. That means I can still do it. It means my husband gets a good laugh when I can't quite do the twisty turny things that everybody else is doing on the screen. Um, but it does keep me fit. It gets me out there doing things. And, you know, at the end, we have a quick chat and we all say goodnight and go and sit in front of the TV. So it's thinking about where you're struggling and trying to do things that will help mitigate that struggle when you can get back out there. So all the things we're doing at the moment, this is where the positivity comes into play. So it's it's not thinking, oh, woe is me, we're locked down, I can't compete, I can't go and see my horse, I can't go for a ride, I can't do this, I can't do that. So what can I do? So I can open the back door and I can go for a walk. If you have a dog, take the dog. If you don't have a dog, don't take the dog. If you have a partner, try and drag them out with you. Just try and do things that are going to um, keep your head in a good space. So we've got to use and abuse everything we can. As you say, you know, if you don't have um, the equipment, then, then don't worry about it. It doesn't matter. You can still go for a walk if you don't have a treadmill. Probably best you don't do it in the dark, given the way the weather is at the moment. Um, but if you can, try and do things that are going to make you feel better. So... The better you feel, the more positive you'll feel. So the more you can plan for what you want to do, the more you'll feel that you might achieve it. So it's it's using um, your mindset, which I think is one of your buzzwords, to try and help improve your own thoughts and positivity. So it's it's really the only person that can help you is you. There are I'm lucky I have a great network of friends as well which when I'm a bit down or something's not gone how I've wanted, I give them a call and go, oh, God, this has just not gone to plan today. And they go, oh, well, there's always tomorrow or at least you didn't sit on the deck and things like that. And it's just 
trying to think in a more positive way try and remove those negatives in your life think about what's going to help you what you want to do and make a plan to get there it's all about keeping your head in the right place and planning it absolutely is and you know most of the clients i'm working with at the moment if they feel that they're finding things difficult and they're struggling by the end of the session they feel back in control because they have a plan or at least an idea of the next step even if it's not a plan at least they know what the next step is and then they when they've done that all they have to think about is what's the next step it doesn't even have to be a full plan it just needs to be something so tell us about how actually you've really benefited from this mindset of having a plan, thinking about the next step, you know, understanding the bigger picture, being really, really resilient, because you are hugely resilient. I know your journey, we've known each other for years, we've trained together and all sorts. Um, and, and, you know, you've had to do 180s, 360s many times with your horses and things. So tell us of some of the examples of where you've really used a lot of the kind of concepts that we've been talking about to keep going, to keep positive and to keep coming back out again. You just bounce back and say, oh, she's back again. There he is. Oh, look, she's better than she was. Look at that. You know, tell us about some of the things in your time and your journey that you've really noticed. Well, I think... Um... I can't remember how long it is ago it is we had that um, lovely clinic with a super show jumping lady that we know and love um, and we were discussing how 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 mindset can affect how things go um, and we talked about positivity and NLP and that said trainer said the same thing absolutely amazing she's very much using the NLP um and and I did I think it was one of your activities actually which was kind of thinking a little bit like a ladder or a set of stairs where you think about where you want to be but actually you need to put lots and lots of steps um to be able to get up the ladder you've got to be able to do all the steps because otherwise if you miss one you will have missed out um either a confidence level or a training level and it will come back to bite you at the end so you've got to think about having steps that are achievable to start with because if you achieve something it makes you feel more positive and gives you more confidence to move to the next step so each level needs to be a very small step so it needs to be achievable and to increase yours and your horse's confidence it also needs to prepare you and your horse for your next step so each so it's, it's thinking where's your end goal what things do you need to put in place to achieve the end goal? And then all those things that you put in place, you need to then think about steps that are going to help you to achieve each part of the things that you need to achieve to get to your end goal. So you may have, like, one of my steps is I am going to ride in tails on my big horse. He doesn't know it yet. And my trainer said, yes, you will. You'll get there. But it's going to be an uphill struggle. The fact that he broke himself three years ago, 
hasn't helped. So we've lost three years. He's now, instead of being 12, trying to go to advanced medium, he's 15. But I'm not going to let that put me off. You know what? His changes are really exuberant. Sometimes they're hard to sit on. But when we talked about it, Jenny, I think he wouldn't even do a change. And you said to me, think about what you've got to do to get there. So I did that. I went and had some lessons on the schoolmaster, learned what changes felt like, came home and tried them with him, made it easier. I wouldn't really have thought outside the box like that if I hadn't had what someone helped me suggest it. So this is where when you have a trainer, they need to be someone that's going to help you put those steps in process. So 99.9% of trainers will do that because they had to do that to get to where they are. So I can't believe anyone anyone's training with isn't going to help them put the steps in place. But the only person that really knows how to make those steps achievable is you. So you need to think about what steps you need to take to get to your goal and then put extra steps in place that make each one of them achievable to build you and your horse's confidence. And then you will find that you will manage to do those steps quicker because you will have done little bite-sized chunks, which because they're small, you've actually gone out there and you've managed to do it. And some days you might be able to do two steps in one day, but it's about making sure that each step is done, the box is ticked, and then move on to the next one. And that's the only way I think I can describe my progress. Whether I have to go back to square one, I've still got that plan. I've still written it down and I've got my process and I've got to there and, oh, look, I've gone back to square one again or back to square three when I've got to square 15. Don't let it put you off. Remember, you've got your plan in place. No matter what happens, go back and redo part of it, and then you'll jump back to where you are. But have a plan, make steps achievable, and then you and your horse's confidence level will be huge. And the power of positivity, I cannot tell you the difference in myself and my horses by doing this so putting in place achievable steps that increase your levels of confidence and make you feel that you can do more than you can and then using the current situation to help you learn how to achieve each of those steps so using technology to watch other people doing it people talking to you about how to do it there must be 30 different trainers online showing you how to ride a shouldering, a circle, a half pass, a flying change, tempi changes, all sorts of things. Go and look at all of them because what works for one horse won't work for another. Try and get as many tools in your toolbox. Make sure you're not driving down a country road Make sure you're driving down a six-lane highway and you know each of those six different ways to do something. And then when you go to do your step, you've not got one way to do it. You've got six. So use everything at the moment to plan. Put your steps in place, then put steps inside your step. And then go away, use technology to help you understand how to achieve the step. 
And then you're going to feel more positive in yourself about being able to achieve it because you will know lots of different ways. And you can go out and practice it with your horse. Perfect. That definitely sounds like a system that works. It's proven it's tested. Um, and it's easy enough to follow. I love that. So um, I think the quote that's going to come out of today is, have a six-lane highway instead of a country lane. I love that. That's fantastic. So that's, that's going to be your thing now. Six-lane dance. <laughs> cool. Thank you so much, Darren. It's been absolutely brilliant listening to you and having you put across, you know, the experience of this. You've gone through it yourself and now you're using your clients, you're still using it for yourself. And some really useful tools that people can put into place, things they can think about, ways they can be and change and do in the biggest situation right now. I mean, we planned this in months ago, didn't we? It's always serendipity, isn't it? That, that a topic that is just so true will come at exactly the right time. Like I've just planned in all of the Q&A sessions now until the end of March. I'm a little bit worried about some of the topics. I think, no, no, why are we going to need that that week? Because <laughs> we just don't know. So the power of positivity is so so important and is there anything else you want to share or say to people or anything before we kind of round it all up i think the only thing that i i will say to people is whatever um whatever this life throws at you it'll only get you down if you let it so it might knock you down for a, a little bit but you've got to dust yourself off pick yourself up and work out how you can get to where you want to be. So you've got to keep picking yourself back up, no matter how hard it is. Pick yourself back up. Call a really good mate. They're there. They're always amazing. And get out there and do what you want to do. You know, we have one opportunity in this life to just get out there and do what we want to do so go out there do it enjoy it and really good luck gorgeous and i love the phrase that comes out of these is, well done you have survived a hundred percent what life has thrown at you so far with the so you can take it like what doesn't kill us makes us stronger like literally um and it's about building that resilience and learning from that so thank you so much. If people want to get a hold of you or know more or hear anything about your story or follow you, what's the best way to do? Um, well, I'm on Facebook. People are always welcome to message me. And you know what? If you are really down and, and you've, you, you're really stuck, then message me. You know, I'm, I'm here. And at the moment, I have lots of time on my hands. Um, and I always love helping people anyway. But... You know, we all need to help each other, especially at the moment. I think it's really important that our friendship groups are really tight. I mean, you and I, Jenny, we've known each other a long time, as you say, and we've ended up being in the same places so many times. But, you know, if we were stuck, we'd know we'd go, oh, help, I need, just need a pair of hands. And, and we, would, we would help each other. And, and you've got to have that network. Keep that network. And your friends would be absolutely gutted if you didn't ring them. So, you know, do ring them. Absolutely. Ring them, Zoom them, play games with them over the internet, whatever. So, yeah, cool. Thank you so much, Karen. So, um, comment that came through was amen to this. So true. How to do this. Thank you.
thank you so much for being an absolute pleasure having you on board. If anyone wants to contact you, then obviously they can get hold of you on Facebook. And um, thank you so much. We will no doubt we'll be in touch soon. All right, take care. And I hope you enjoyed this podcast as much as I did. If you want to listen to more of them, then please do follow us in Apple, in Google and on Podbean. Hack Your Mindset with Jenny is the name of this podcast. So please do subscribe, follow us and we look forward to you listening into our next one. Bye, everyone.